0: It is June 1st, 2021. NXT on USA Tuesday. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Alfred Kanawa and NYC Demon Diva, Issa herself. Good to see you both on this Friday Tuesday. Great to see you.
2: Happy Tuesday. Happy NXT Tuesday.
0: I know. So much build tonight for NXT in your house, which is coming up less than two weeks away.
2: NXT was wilding out tonight, man. I don't know what was going on there, but everybody was wilding out.
1: <laughs> no, it was. It, it, that was like, I think they, they just wanted to make you think the show was like, it reminded me of like one of those episodes of Raw they did years ago where the goal was to make it seem chaotic. So they had like some guy run out in front of Batista but this yeah. wasn't a good night for William Regal, because a lot of the stuff on here just was designed to make you think like who's in charge here? Can somebody like get this under control. And before that, he was so good as a GM.
2: He looked he looked like an angry father that couldn't control his kids. At yeah. one point I thought he was gonna come out and be like, it's calling your house because you're all grounded. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he that was, was so it.
2: mad. He was so mad tonight.
0: Yeah. Man, uh, it was a chaotic night, and we opened with the number one contender's triple threat, Dunn versus Kyle O'Reilly versus Johnny Gargano, and uh, it seemed like we were going to get the full match, but then Adam Cole showed up, and it all all went to hell.
2: Yeah, I mean, we have been saying he hasn't been seen in a couple of weeks, right? Like, I know his name has like What's going on with him? I will say before he came out, I had a suspicious when I saw this match open the show. I thought it was ah, definitely yeah. the main event, so I was like, something's weird here. Uh, but the match itself was going so good that I was angry at Adam Cole. I was like, why do you have to come out? This match was a banger. They were. It was a very well booked triple threat match. I felt like it didn't feel like somebody was outside while two guys were going at it. They were all three of them were working with yeah. each other. Pete Dunn was amazing but yeah i I have to say i was a little bit upset when adam cole had to come out and interrupt that but my my suspicion went up as soon as i saw it opening the show i thought something was up
1: yeah Yeah. there's a few reasons that this pissed me off like we just saw like a whole pay-per-view filled with outside interference and i feel like i'm at my wits end with that and then here we go on nxt like another episode of AEW is like outside interference and i feel like the better a match is before the outside interference The worst I'll look at the match, it's like if you put together a Jenga tower and like somebody knocks it over right before you get to the last piece, that's essentially what Adam Cole did. And I think it made the match worse because it was so good uh, leading up to the finish that it's like they string you along and you feel like you've wasted your time. So uh, I was not very happy to see this. And this was the first time with William Regal just kind of looking like a goof.
2: Yeah, no finish on a no DQ, everything goes match, right? And I, and I was talking about that on Twitter, and a lot of people were going like, well, they couldn't get back up. I'm like, no, you get back up and you beat his butt. Like, that is not... Like, uh, like Regal should have been the authority figure and rebooked it and gotten Adam Cole out of there. So I agree with you. I did not like that this match didn't have a finish. I was probably too upset at that moment that he even interrupted such an amazing match that was going on, but makes you think about In Your House main event is going to be incredible. We'll get to that. But, yeah, I didn't like that he had no finish at all. Like, what was the point then? We could have just not booked it and done a different angle tonight.
0: And now I really wonder about who's potentially going to the main roster, given that it's going to be a fatal five-way in two weeks at In Your House Mm -hmm. with Karrion Cross, Adam Cole, Gargano, O'Reilly, and Pete Dunn. This could go any number of ways.
2: Yeah, but it did feel like a little bit of a star value and power came with uh, with Adam Cole tonight that hasn't been felt in NXT in a while. I have to admit it. And I do, I am a big fan of Karrion Cross, huge fan. Um, But there was something about Adam Cole coming back tonight that just felt so much more hype. And there's just a hype that hasn't been like there. You know what I mean? So I don't know that Adam Cole is going to be called up anytime so i don't know if he wins but i don't see him coming up soon
0: hmm. yeah, yeah maybe Yeah, he
1: at least i mean he at the very least needed that two months off because this is the freshest he's felt since being <sighs> in years i mean he's just kind of been there for a long time and he's always able to be relevant but i feel like a lot of people feel like that he's overstayed his welcome but at least coming back in a segment like that i'm sure we'll get to it uh, i thought that you did a very good job there
0: yeah yeah so great match Terrible finish in the sense that we didn't get a, a, a clear winner. But uh, setting the table for In Your House. We'll talk about these promos uh, in a moment. But we had Ember Moon. So I like how they did all this crisscrossing over tonight. How everyone yeah. was just kind of like walking past and was there. It felt uh, kind of Aaron Sorkin-esque that we had all this action going on backstage. And we didn't know who the camera would be following. Uh, so Ember calling out Raquel Gonzalez, over which you did uh, Shotzi, with Dakota Kai attacking from behind. I got a promo from Legato Del Fantasma uh, ahead of their championship match against MSK. And then LA Knight against Jake Atlas. And uh, I have to admit, LA Knight out there with Ted DiBiase, uh, Cameron Grimes coming out. I was really, I, I just, I had the draft tweet ready to go about like what has J- who has Jake Atlas offended for him to get punked out like this? And then the momentum shifted, and he won the match.
1: Yeah, there's now. no way they're gonna beat Jake Atlas on the first day of Pride Month, like that. Especially now with
0: freaking LA Knights. Do you, you remember know? when Titus yeah. O'Neil on the fourth of July came out in the <laughs> Apollo Creed like jumps, uh, like look and whatnot, and Miro beat the crap out of him? And then I think there was a follow up to the match on Father's Day when Titus got the crap kicked out of him. Uh, you know, by, I think it was Randy Orton (laughs) at the time. So I never put it past WWE to really swerve you with those expectations.
2: Yeah. Going back to Ember Moon, I love her attitude. I think this is uh, like Alfred was saying about Adam Cole. I felt that from Ember Moon tonight. That's the the freshest and, and the most convincing that she's come out in a while. I loved her tonight. She was not going to give up. I did think it was a little bit uh, I don't know, maybe I'm overanalyzing here, but I thought it's silly to call out Raquel and not be expecting Dakota from somewhere just based on the attack. So, you know, that made her look a little bit not so smart, right? Um, but I really loved her attitude throughout the show tonight. I do think she could go in a singles Um, field right now with Dakota Kai or Raquel Gonzalez so I really appreciated how they did it I didn't think that Jake Atlas was losing I thought that a lot of people wanted Ted DiBiase with Cameron Grimes and maybe I figured we were going to get there somehow and I think that's what we're getting finally because last week was not it
1: (laughs) now now, now that I think about it like uh don't be surprised if Ted DiBiase picks Jake Atlas like he beat both these guys And, like, he's done it in a way that makes you forget. Like, as soon as he wins, then it goes straight to whatever they're doing. And we say, yeah, Jake Atlas won, but. And everybody's making it about those two guys. I mean, if you're just looking at this from a common sense standpoint in the past few weeks, Jake Atlas is the guy who's beating these two guys who are arguing and showing uh, their flaws. So maybe Teddy Biasi goes with Jake Atlas. I don't like it. It doesn't sound like a good pairing, but I think that might be where this is going initially to swerve us.
2: Excellent observation, Alfred. I didn't think about it that way.
0: Yeah, There there's uh, a lot of potential for this, to, to keep it going in a number of different directions. So good for Jake Alice. I want to see him get some momentum. I want to see him get some wins. Me too, and he
2: looked great yeah. tonight.
0: Absolutely. Um, so after that, uh, yeah, we had Ted DiBiase cutting the promo. And um, yeah. Did you guys-
1: I'm sorry, did, did something weird happen? Because on my, I don't know if it was my feed or what I, he started with the promo And then they immediately cut it off and went to commercial. And I didn't get to see what he said.
2: That happened to me as well.
1: They showed like they cut to Adam Cole and then they cut away from it. And he didn't get to finish what he was saying.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's, that's exactly how it went on my TV as well. It was a weird cutout.
0: They'll probably be online. Yeah. yeah. Maybe there are clues. Maybe there are clues. Maybe it'll (laughs) unlock the mystery where it's all going. Um, so, Adam Cole in the ring cutting a promo, explaining a bit his actions tonight, talking about winning the NXT title back. Karrion Cross comes out. Uh, best part, gas station weasel.
2: I actually I actually Googled the term.
0: What is, what is it? What is it, Issa? Please. No, it doesn't
2: exist. It, it well,
1: it does now. I think he meant to say something, and then he just, like, forgot one word, so he just went straight to weasel.
2: Alfred, I went to Urban Dictionary. I went to everything. (laughs) I'm going to add it on Urban Dictionary. I was like what does that mean? Is that like some kind of like slang that I don't know about? I felt old too. I was like, am I old now that I don't understand these slang things? But no, it's not a term
1: at all. Isa, please add it to Urban Dictionary. I'm going to Glenn, in the chat will all upvote it so that it can be the official description for Gas Station Weasel.
2: I'll share yeah. the link after the podcast. Please. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was it was it, it was memorable, but I'm not sure what he meant. I think you can infer a number of different uh, meetings there. But I liked Adam Cole's point that carrying cross needs Scarlet, needs the entrance, needs all of this, and Adam just needs to show up.
1: Yeah, that was an incredible, line. great yeah. bar for Adam Cole. All I need to do to make me stand out is ring the freaking bell. And I yeah. like this segment as a whole. I know we're having fun with and Cross. What I love about this segment is it came off like a legitimate argument, even down to yeah. Karen Cross. because when two people are arguing, at some point somebody's going to get so mad that they flub their words or they say something off or whatnot. And I don't want to apologize for this. Because I absolutely love Karrion Cross outside of that gas station weasel reference. He reminded me of, like, Batista. Like, I don't want him talking a lot, but if he is going to talk, if they're going to force him to cut promos, I like him screaming with that type of intensity like he's about to fight him. And I really liked how they went back and forth. Also, like, Adam Cole calling him overrated is kind of a realistic uh, diss of Karrion Cross. It is something you would say, I think, in real life to, you know, given all he's gotten so far, and he did get hurt, and, you know, he's – Hasn't set the world on fire in the ring, but I guess some detractors would say that. And the fact that Adam Cole said that I think made it more realistic.
2: Okay, but. Adam Cole doesn't have a win like this year, like at all. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and I understand how this segment ended up going, which I also don't think makes make Carrion Cross look. I mean, it is badass if he wins. If he doesn't win, he's gonna look like an idiot, right? For saying, I want everybody, give me everybody. That's <laughs> badass if you squish, the, if you end up winning. But if you don't, you're gonna go into the same thing that happened to EO, but this time you're asking for more people. But that being said, it felt like they were rewarding Adam Cole's behavior, which I had no problem with. I told you, I love the way he came out tonight, but I didn't think any of that behavior should be rewarded a title shot, which is where once again, that authority figure should have came in and be like, no, you don't make the match. This guy has not done anything to earn a title shot and ruin my event today. So it, I, I feel a little weird about that and, and I get it. Um, Karrion Cross asked for him, but you know, the, technically speaking, Adam Cole should not mm. be in the title
1: picture. Right. No. And that's the problem. Maybe the opposite of what you're saying they should do, in that Regal did come in and say he tried to do that, but then Carrie Cross was just like, Shut up, Regal. <laughs> <It was like laughs> such a bad night for William Regal. He came off like <laughs> such like an afterthought. Like why are people talking back to him?
2: Yeah, yeah, I know. And a lot of a lot of people online were like, Is this is this for real? Like, is this promo for real? And I love the the disbelief of like, do these guys have beef or not? Because yeah. it fell that Yeah, way. it did.
1: Excellent.
0: Yeah, uh, it is interesting. The regal like didn't seem as in control. No, right. that, the story of this episode. If there's one takeaway they wanted you to remember, it's this guy doesn't
1: have any control over any of these people.
2: No, they're rebelling against him. That's how he felt tonight. It was chaotic. Yeah. It was it was it was a great show, though. It, it it took off from the start. Once again, another episode of NXT that started strong and never slowed down.
1: It felt like the pro wrestling version of Brexit. Like. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah uh Justin Lopez 499. That promo was fire. It felt like a shooting. told me, I wanted to see them go one on one. I could see something screwy happening here, or Cross retains mm-hmm. and then they go one on one at Takeover, SummerSlam, whatever the next one is.
2: Yeah, maybe a distraction.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I can see Cole and O'Reilly kind of cancel each other out. They did hint to that. I don't know if they're going to go back to that. And they did, you know, when they were going off on those stretchers, were yelling at each other. So. They did hint that it's not over yet, but I would have no problem with Cole and carrying cross, especially after those promos.
2: Did you think that Adam Cole was coming out for Kyle O'Reilly when he first saw him come out? I was not expecting him at first to just go after everyone. I'm like, he even killed the referee. Like he was like going off. I thought he was only coming for Kyle O'Reilly, so you know that's that's what I assume was happening there.
0: Lots of different directions. Mm -hmm. I'm excited though to see uh, where all this goes. Uh so and we'll find out a takeover in your house coming up a week from Sunday on Peacock. Um uh let's see backstage canceler in Indy Hartwell asked him about Poppy returning next week. Poppy's coming back. Anyway. <laughs> she got a lot of references on that show. After that segment,
1: they must have referenced her like 10 times. I don't know if her PR team got to them, but she got a lot of shout-outs on the show.
2: Yep. Yeah, and a lot of tweets too.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's very talented. I, like, uh, I didn't know about her before WWE and NXT or that, but she's very good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I heard uh, one song over a couple of years ago. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting to see the music that crosses paths with with wrestling. Yeah.
2: Do you see Candice Array say she started with the next bad bunny? I yes, <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs>
0: um, so open challenge for the NXT cruiserweight title. Uh, we had Carmelo Hayes, former, uh, formerly known as Christian Casanova, challenge Kushida tonight. Uh, Issa, what did you think of this match?
2: I thought it was great. Um, I like the video package to introduce Carmelo Aids for those who are not familiar with him. I saw his name roaming around social media this week too, a couple no. of times. So I was wondering yeah. if we were gonna see him, right? It was a I heard a couple of good things about him, but I also saw a couple of tweets with him, and I'm like, okay, this guy must be coming soon because you know he's been mentioned a lot. Um. It was, a, it was an excellent match, good debut. I mean, he lost, but it was expected. But I didn't think he looked bad in defeat. Um, you know, there was a couple of crazy spots in there. I mean, nothing's going to top that uh, main event match. That match was absolute insanity. But I thought they did a great job.
1: Yeah, no, I was very impressed with uh, Carmelo Hayes. He was, uh, I thought he was very good in terms of his wrestling was very unique. He had a lot of unique, like, almost like seeing somebody wrestle left-handed where it's oh, like you do these yeah. moves backwards like that backwards leg drop he had that really cool Is that what little, it was? I was thinking thing.
2: something felt a little odd but I liked it you know what I mean? Yeah, like it was
1: exactly good. it really stood out I really liked him he was like a breath of fresh air I thought he was very good in there you could tell they see something in him and they gave him a lot with Kushida and they had him go with this really long match it's kind of the formula for NXT and I think it's more realistic that way we're used to wrestling we're used to people winning their debut matches and that probably should yeah. happen as a rule of thumb but in NXT you kind of have to work your way up that's what they're doing with Zoe Stark she kind of started off and lost, and now she's kind of working her way up. And I have no problem as long as they commit to it. I, I would just like a better, like more creativity than like I'm a first round draft pick. Yeah, and all that stuff. but I think uh they've got something in this guy. This guy was really
0: good. They, they feel like we we just had one of these with the women like a month or two ago, where it was like the handshake after the respect, the raising yeah. of the hand. Oh,
2: yeah, um I know exactly what you're talking about. I yeah,
0: I feel really- like NXT goes back to this this well. So yeah, quite often, you know, I don't know. I mean, what's better, you know, to launch as a talent and be in a hot feud in a hot angle or just have a burner match where you're, you know, you win the respect of, of the champion or your opponent? Like, I don't know. I don't know which is better for NXT. I'd prefer a hot angle if it was me because I think there's a place to go from there. But we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what they do next. Uh, But this this was a good match. It was. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, Frankie Monet. A little promo from her backstage. I love her
2: promo. I, I she's so I, good. I can't get enough of her. And I know when she was reading this review, she's just she's a star. Um, it still doesn't lead us in where is she going next, but that's okay. <laughs> I just want to see what I want to see her in a feud already because she's gonna. I, I can't wait to see her cut promos against someone. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. No, uh, she better have a good match for in your house. They better do something with her. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder who
1: they put it with because they're – I mean, that's next week, isn't it? Isn't it coming it's up? It's
2: a week from Sunday, well, so I was expecting more feuds to start getting set up because there's only two matches set for In Your House.
0: Yeah. And did they set the women's tag team match after the opening segment tonight? It seemed No, like- I mean, they didn't have nothing to announce that.
1: They just have the champions won in a non-title match, so it's not like they're setting anybody up.
0: But I don't think it's going to be a championship, right, based on that opening with Ember calling them out and then Ember getting attacked. Oh right! By Dakota. And Dakota I, don't know so what I think we've announced. Well, yeah, well, that would be weird if the women NXT Women's Championship wasn't on the card, and it's uh, Raquel. Oh, no, it, um, yeah. it has to be in I
2: the card. It has to be. I agree, line. but
0: but who though? Who? Uh, I mean, is Ember gonna get a title? So if that if it's not a non-title tag match, Ember's got to get a title shot. Right, but it's gonna be very last minute. I think it's gonna feel very last minute. I mean, which will yeah, it definitely will dictate that Ember is not winning that match.
2: It's crazy when you think about it that we have such a heavy show and we didn't get anything really set up for in your house.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it feels like a lot
1: happened, but at the end of the day, and again, this goes back to Wayne Regal, <laughs> nothing got done. Like, what what kind of ship is he running here?
0: Yeah, well, we got the main event. I mean, the Fatal 5 was going to be the main event, right? Yes, yeah, we got the main event. So that's something. Um, but I don't know. I mean, like, man, it's – I feel like they do such an amazing job every week on NXT that yeah. – uh, I don't know. I mean, it's not like WWE uh, with Raw or SmackDown where it's like, well, we have a pay-per-view and then there's this lull. And I I feel like they're doing takeover quality matches. So according to this, four matches have been announced.
2: Oh, really? What are they? Now,
0: this says says it's, according to Wikipedia, this could be wrong, but this says it's going to be Raquel versus Ember for the NXT Women's Championship.
2: I don't think that's being announced officially. I mean, I can see them going that way, but I don't think they made it official unless it's yeah. on their, you know, they only announce things on social media now. So That's true. <laughs> and
0: this is saying Z Lee versus Mercedes Martinez, Ellie Knight versus Cameron oh, yeah. Clones, and it the was, Fatal Five way.
2: That promo was really good. The the Mercedes Martinez um, yeah. promo. Yeah. I liked it a lot.
0: Yeah, we had this NXT... Women's Tag Team Champion, well, not non-championship match, but Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell against Zeta Ramirez and Zoe Stark, with of course the way Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell winning. This this was nice. Yeah, it was a match. I mean, pleasant. It didn't feel like
1: play yeah, out. it like, you know, wasn't like great. It wasn't.
0: I didn't think it was particularly bad. I, you know. I mean, look, it's. It's been a a lot of, I mean, a lot's been going on for wrestling. You know, we had uh, uh, SmackDown last Friday night. Still got Back to the Future 3 on my DVR. I haven't gotten around to finishing Ooh. that yet. Uh, <laughs> we had a uh, Double or Nothing on Sunday, Raw last night, NXT tonight. It's just nonstop wall-to-wall wrestling.
2: Right, right, which makes some of the matches just there. But then yeah, again, Raw never happened. Fun. Raw last night was horrible. I was excited for NXT too like palette cleanse what I had to watch last night
0: <laughs> I'm yet to have somebody in the what couple months that have stopped doing Raw be like oh dude you gotta watch Raw last night I haven't <laughs> even had dude you gotta watch yeah. this segment from Raw last night no. that's crazy that's a good point I don't think I can't remember the last time I heard somebody say that
1: yeah
2: I think I think you'll get it just for Seamus nose incident
1: yeah oh. he was bleeding everywhere that was insane
2: do you see his picture today
1: no is his nose busted up now
2: it's bad. It's not John Ooh. Cena twenty fifteen bad, but it's bad. It's broken. It's fully Ooh. broken. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Gosh. it was a tough spot on a pointless match. But listen, we're not here to talk about Raw.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what did you like uh uh about Mercedes's uh promo against Z tonight?
2: Actually, it was a silly promo that I enjoyed even more because she oh, took it way yeah. back to the May Young classic long term book, and she's just staring at that old match with such intensity. And I know that I was reading the captions; I do not know what she was saying. It didn't matter. That's how good I felt her her um, delivery was. With that promo and, you know, just the fact that she's, you think about it, she's like, has she been sitting there this entire time waiting for her revenge? If so, I feel bad for Mercedes Then, mm-hmm. <laughs> when they finally face each other. I thought she had an amazing delivery, especially cutting a promo in a whole different language. Granted, it was backstage, it was pre-taped, but they did a really good job with this.
1: I agree. I, I love this from uh, League. I like that they called back to that because a lot of people, uh, when they have complained about the fact that they're feuding, they'll say, oh, well, Mercedes Martinez is kind of legit. She's kind of a shooter. Why is she third pairing her with the Hocus Pocus girl? But like the fact that she did call back to that, what happened to the Mayan Classic, it really kind of speaks to a competitiveness. And I think that's great storytelling. So I like when they do stuff like that.
2: Yeah, and I did like Mercedes as well. The way that she came up, a little hood, like it just goes to show the yeah. how different they are, mm-hmm. which makes you excited to just see them go at it. Because like I got that mess with me kind of like I wish it would kind of attitude from Mercedes, so I was excited for that too.
0: Well, we did. Uh, Alonso pointing out there was that confrontation in the park parking lot with Hit Row, uh, Drake, yes. Killian, and I um, Wonder if that's gonna happen next week. That that would be a. Great match to open TakeOver with. Absolutely. Yeah. I like how Brady called Drake Maverick Bam Bam. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> They're so good. They should just be running through people right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hopefully it starts a, a TakeOver.
0: Yeah, I think uh, they, they deserve the platform because their promos have been great. Their look is great. They've got so much swagger individually and as a group um and every
2: week they're using them differently and i appreciate that we're seeing like a whole different side of them it's not becoming the same thing like oh they're coming out and cutting promos every week no every week we're seeing a different angle a different perspective it's keeping them very fresh and it makes us want to see more yeah yes and
0: when they do the diss track please uh call killian dane Danity Kane. let's keep that going because <laughs> <laughs> i for a while had to look it up and remind myself which was which <laughs> That's in my head. How much I was interchanging the two. <laughs> um, so another MMA theme vignette for the Diamond Mine. Alfred, who's in the Diamond Mine? What's your guess?
1: I sure. don't. You know, I've been saying maybe Arturo Ruas has got to be one of them, but they've been doing these for a long time now. It seems so. Hopefully, we get a debut. Maybe they're building to take over in your house, but I think it's a stable of like shooter type guys. And
2: another maybe stable? know stable.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's all they're doing right now in NXT. A lot of people, if you've noticed, have gotten unstable suddenly.
2: Where do you think they get that idea from? I don't know. <laughs> I
1: don't <laughs> want to assume anything, but. Uh...
2: <laughs> the booking tonight, the distractions, the chaos. I don't know. I'm just saying it looked very similar.
1: Federal state prison. Is that what you're referring to? All the chaos and uh, groups
0: that you have to form there? Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I get the idea is from.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to the Future 3 is what I'm referring
0: to Second favorite in the series League of Extraordinary Culture, $5 Will I ever revive As It Were with maybe Issa or Alfred So yeah, we haven't been doing As It Were on stereo uh, The last two months I mean, quite frankly, I've just been so tired So tired all the time Issa, let's plug your stereo channel You've still been doing stuff on that, right?
2: I do, I do stereo Actually, I have a show every day Every day? No, Monday through Friday at 2.30 And then I do my own Thursdays at 8
0: Wow, that's fantastic. See, holding it down, keeping it going. Mm -hmm. Be sure to follow her on Stereo, stereo.com slash NYC Demon Diva. I just need more energy. I need to do something. I got my eating back on track. With all
2: the traveling you were doing, that would throw you off.
0: I didn't have takeout for over a year so when I was in Vegas and I didn't have a fridge. It was like, oh, my God, I can get Del Taco delivered. This is going to be incredible. (laughs) Thankfully, I only put on like five pounds, but still like I've taken that off, but I just got to, I just need more energy. My sleep is all over the place. I slept 15 hours last night, if you can believe that. Wow. Why? Do you feel balanced today? Do you feel more energy today? No, I feel more tired today after sleeping 15 hours. I didn't say, but they weren't great. It was more like a series of like two hour naps. What? Think of it that way. And like that I was awake and I was asleep and I was awake. I got to do something, you know, it's getting warm out. I'm going to start with the DDPY again. I think that's the key because my diet has been okay. But I got to get gotta get the flexibility, the circulation, get all that back, you know?
2: You drink coffee?
0: I drink probably far too much coffee.
2: And that's not – well, I guess you're like me then. Once you drink too much of it, it just doesn't even matter anymore.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> good. But then there's that problem though because then you get that awake but tired feeling mm-hmm. where it's like I've had coffee and now I can't fall asleep. But yet I somehow also feel exhausted.
2: Right. <laughs>
0: which is terrible. So – We'll see, we'll see But now i got to get my energy back And once I move, I think I'm going to be podcasting more So so everyone knows I haven't talked about this in a while But in Vegas where I'm moving And the moves probably not happening until August or September But I've got an office and studio that I'm going to do from the ground up And uh, part of it is because I want to podcast more And I want to do more on YouTube I want to get more going So that's that's in the cards uh,
2: Glenn, that's we're right. going gonna to need you to move by August Because if the rumors are true
0: We're oh, true. planning on staying at your oh, place yeah. <laughs> I'm like I wasn't, wasn't going to get out of the out Australia. Australia. We were We were all
2: staying with you for SummerSlam, so you better
0: make it happen. <laughs> I'm like 30 minutes from the trip. I'll come and see you. But no, stay at Nobu inside Caesar's Palace. I stayed there for StarCast. It's like a little hotel, secret yeah, hotel in a hotel. Yeah. Yeah. And it's right near the restaurant. The best part is they just like rush you right into the restaurant with no waiting if you want to go eat there. Yeah. At the bar. <laughs> Nobu is, is the bomb. Like, I don't do fancy food very often, but Nobu is definitely where it's at. <laughs> uh, anyhow, back to tonight. Um, so yeah, next week Ember's taking on Kai, and uh, she said she's coming for the title. So probably, probably a takeover against. But, uh, I mean, I'm mad. Yeah. I could see, yeah.
2: That. And it was good to see Ember have some fire on her again, not just the tag team, but just like by herself. It looked, it looked, she looked great tonight.
1: Yeah.
0: She's fantastic. And then we had the main event, the NXT yeah. Tag Team title match, Legato Del Fantasma versus MSK. MSK retaining, which I kind of figured was going to happen. But I don't know. Uh, Alfred, what would you think of this match? I, like, I thought the last sequence made up
1: because it started a lot slower than I thought it would. But, like, that finishing sequence was so good in terms of, like you said, Glenn, I absolutely expected MSK to win. But the way they did things with the outside interference, where you're kind of thinking they're going another way, I thought they did an incredible near fall where it literally at, like, the last... The second that he, his hand could okay. have possibly hit the floor, they broke it up for, uh, or Nash Carter, I think, came in and broke it up. So I thought this was good. It was just a story was Wesley selling for a lot, um, which I didn't think. I thought they were just going to get to the high flying. But they wrestled a good professional wrestling match. But that last five minutes was so exciting. And uh, I like how Bronson Reed came in out of nowhere and just squished uh, Santos Escobar.
2: Yeah, yeah, what was that? And I thought that Grizzly Young veterans also tried that to up and they got jumped by. Okay, yes. so that, yeah, that was like all insane. But um, let me ask you something which match do you prefer better, this one or the Usos and the Street Profits?
1: Oh, okay. definitely, Usos and Street Profits. Right? I okay. That was a straight up wrestling match. You didn't have all this outside stuff going on. Yeah. And it took a ah. long, for both of them started kind of slow, but this one, I think it took a long time for them to kind of get to where I expected them to be for much of the yeah. match. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we have been blessed with a lot of good tag team wrestling the last few days, except for raw. Um, <laughs> The last few days, we have been blessed with a lot of really good tag team wrestling, but it feels like everything is so different, you know, from all of these matches. It just feels refreshing to see tag team wrestling happening again because when it's done right, it's so good. I really like this. Like you said, there was a couple of selling spots there from Legado del Fantasma. Both of them did an amazing job at selling. I did think that MSK was going to retain but it didn't make the match less entertaining.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. It was very good. I just think that uh, it for such a chaotic episode to have this be the capper, like it was, it was very well done. But yeah, kind of a predictable ending. Um, you know, Alonzo Smith is bringing up a very good question, saying, I'd love for Malcolm Bivens to have a stable called Diamond Mine. He's a great manager. If I was an NXT superstar, I'd love for him to be my manager. What's up with Malcolm Bivens? He was uh, managing into Shear, right? Yes. And then while. the other guy, Tyler – see, I don't
1: even remember the guy's name. He had somebody else who he was managing for a while, actually, and now it's
0: over with. We've, we haven't heard from them. He's probably, in my opinion, given his mic work and uh, Stokely Hathaway. Tyler on the Indies. Ah, Stokely Hathaway on the Indies, correct? That was his name? Malcolm Bivens, yes, yes. Yeah. Probably the most hyped, uh not, not hyped by NXT, but the most hype, most excitement for a signing, especially someone for their promos. And yeah. it's kind of amazing how NXT has just slept on him. It feels like they've slept on him completely.
1: It really that's exactly what's going on. It's been months, hasn't it, since we've seen him? And he used to be yeah. on TV every week to a point. And I don't know what and I liked Tyler Russ. I thought Tyler Russ was very, very good in the ring. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Oh, ooh, there we go. Bernie D.C. is saying Tyler Rust, who you referred ah, to as Diamond in the well, Rough. There you go. I think we're figuring this out. Bernie D.C.
1: Wow.
2: The chat's littering respect.
1: <laughs> well, then yeah, I would like it a lot more if that's what it was. But, I mean, Tyler Rust isn't much. I mean, they're showing a lot of this MMA. I don't know where Tyler Rust figures unless he's part of a stable. Uh, and it's, he's just got all these diamonds in the rough.
0: So we'll okay. see.
2: Okay. That will be – that. I wouldn't be mad at that.
0: This is very interesting. I could see they're going to have to debut them.
2: In your house?
0: Yeah, maybe it In Your House.
2: Have they announced NXT going back to full sale or on the road? They haven't, right? I
0: haven't heard anything on NXT.
2: Which maybe, maybe, yeah, because this makes me wonder if they're waiting for a crowd. Even though I know that they have a partial crowd there, but I would assume in July they have to start planning on going back to at least full sale. And then that would be a great time to debut. I just hate everything feeling like on a standstill in so many shows until you know there's a crowd there for it
0: i feel like we're very much living in the in between now where every day i'm seeing everything's opening back up and then nothing's opening back up you know i feel like i just get conflicting messages all day like in july things are going to be normal like oh we're not doing anything till october it's like what is going on? Can we get all the same page?
2: I don't know. i see seen a lot of people out there without masks, and I'm still waiting on my second shot. So now I'm more oh, afraid to leave my house than I was before yeah, because, because I'm like, I don't know who's protected and who's not protected. It's so terrible. I'm just gonna stay still until I know that I am. Uh, because you don't, you can't really ask people, are you, you know? So I don't know. Well, but They're lifting restrictions in places, and people are just like masking oh, right away. <laughs> I've seen the
0: videos from Vegas, like Fremont Street and stuff. Like, and yeah, yeah. It, it looks like. A lot like it did before but my thing is i'm waiting about two weeks i want to see what memorial day this past weekend did i want to see oh. the impact that has you know what i mean right yeah and then, then i'm going to process and make some decision cut my own hair again this maybe for the last time if uh, everything's you know going to be back to normal but who knows i who mean knows?
2: i'm hoping everybody's protected because i thought double or nothing looked and sounded beautiful yeah, yeah. yeah. it was amazing
0: Awesome
1: visual. This see just all yeah. those people. Daily's place was shot really well. I thought it looked really cool to see all those people in the same place.
2: Yeah. 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 And they did a good job with some of the camera work to make it. They knew it was gonna be emotional and it hit it hit the spot. Oh, yeah. So I'm hoping everybody is protected, but th- did it make you wonder for one second? on all these people really vaccinated, you know?
0: Right, <laughs> no, not in Florida but not? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say.
2: <laughs> a lot of people traveled in for it.
1: Though. That's right. It is a flying crowd. That's for mm-hmm. that's for sure. Yeah, I think that's worse actually. Because like... <laughs> yeah, I think that's why people go to Florida. Like, well, screw this California stuff. <laughs> right. I'll go when there's no COVID for a weekend, and then go back. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it it is weird, but and you have to wonder with WWE like they're seeing this go on in AEW, like are could they just not get an outdoor venue or someone inside doing the math? I don't know, it's it's interesting. Like I'm not trying to be conspiracy theorist business-wise, but it's interesting that WWE wouldn't try and find a way to match that given that the ThunderDome hasn't been cutting it for probably 40% of its existence.
2: I think the ThunderDome cut it until we started seeing fans again yeah. i think wrestlemania killed the thunderdome and now yesterday it was it was a bad trip after watching double or nothing going back to that um but i think the thunderdome you know was a thing up until that point they should have started researching like you said glenn probably after wrestlemania seeing just how much amazing it was
0: yeah well in outdoors Outdoors has got to offer some level of, uh, lowering the risk. Right. Um, so anyhow, that was NXT tonight. It was a very good show. Uh, Alfred, what do we got in the news?
1: Well, uh, first of the news, I'm sure one of the more surprising things that happened was, uh, Mark Henry showing up on AEW TV or, uh, at the pay-per-view at AEW Double or nothing. And so they've announced that Mark Henry has signed a multi-year deal with AEW. He's going to be an expert analysis, a coach and a scout for the company, Uh, So he's also going to be the uh, color commentator on AEW Rampage, which debuts on August 13th. What do you guys think about Mark Henry to AEW? Were you guys shocked?
2: I was. When I saw him show up, I was. I thought he was going to stay with WWE, but I know he's been very open about wanting more, wanting another match, and I feel like that's the same. I I feel very – I don't want to compare them, but it feels like the big show, you know, case. And I hear him on Busted Open Radio. I think he might be a good addition for them as an analyst and their commentating team – Needs a lot of help, so maybe they're trying to start, like you know, seasoning some people for
0: that. He's brought a lot of talent to WWE. Yeah, WWE. he
1: brought Daniel Bryan to WWE. He helped with, uh, I think, Leo Rush. He helped uh, Xavier Woods. A lot of, a lot of people are there because of Mark Henry. He's like one of the more respected,
0: yeah, like minds in terms of wrestling in the business. What's what's going on? What's this blind spot that WWE has? You know what I mean? It seems yeah. like not just behind the camera or not just in front of the camera, but behind the camera, like they're letting some people go that really provide value for the company.
1: Yeah. And well, a lot of this is they're really starting to look at that stock price and they're really trying to cut that company down there. They have a new guy in there, Nick Khan. And so he's just cutting a lot of people out and putting some of his people in there. And he's trying to whittle it down so that there's more cost cutting. And it sucks to talk about it like this because it's people's lives and like what they really 60 people last week. But There's just, and I hear that they're not even close to being done in terms of them just cutting down that company. Uh, Don't take my word for it, but like there's rumors that this might be a sale in 2023, 2024. There's at least going to be an offer. And if they do end up selling the company, they'd want it to be as lean as possible. But just, you know, there's nothing too early to even speculate about that. But, you know.
2: But do you think like not to play devil's advocate here, but we have to look at it from two perspectives. I also can see Tony Khan just making being really aggressive, going after people and making offers that they just can't refuse. You know, like these people have been content in contracts with WWE for a long time. What? Don't you think that also the the side persuading them is also making them an extremely good offer that they can refuse. It might not be a WWE thing. It might just be Tony Khan outsmarting them and giving them you know an offer they can refuse. Because I can see him doing that.
1: For sure. And I think it's but it might be a little bit of both. I think it serves both parties. One party in WWE will look at people um like a Mark Henry or like a big show and think okay they're older. We don't really need them here. And somebody with Tony Khan's position is looking at them like well these guys are big stars who can help build my brain in AEW, there's gonna be people who see that a lot of these familiar faces are with my company, it'll give me more credibility in the mainstream.
2: And I also feel like uh, AEW is finally starting to establish themselves, grow, and become a a, a company that people will wanna work for. I feel like maybe when they first came out, all these people might've been like, yeah, no, but now that they see that it's a legit thing, then it looks more attractive to make the call and see what they have to offer.
1: Right. And this is I love this. I love the fact that these wrestlers now have options because it's going to raise the amount of money that they make. And it's way better for the business at large. So this is one of the many reasons that I like that there's an AEW.
2: Me too. And it makes the days where they come out with this long list of releases less depressing because like back a couple of years ago, there was nowhere for them to go. Now you start wondering, oh, my God, they have all these options.
0: Um, Terry Allen Jr. saying about the main event Notice Raul waiting in the corner to be hit I did not notice that
2: I didn't either That's <laughs> <laughs> <Not> funny
1: <laughs> uh, What else is in the news? Uh, well, uh, the new uh, announcer WWE Raw announcer Jimmy Smith debuted uh, last night on Raw and he has been getting a lot of great reviews oh. I know on Twitter a lot of people were praising him and now Russell Votes, who's a WWE Insider account, uh, said that he, backstage they gave him rave reviews and said that he was a natural fit. So I know we hated uh, Raw last night. and know it was just another episode of Raw. But I do think that Jimmy Smith was like the, the one bright spot of Raw. And I, and I think he's going to be really good for them.
2: He felt like a natural. I, I watched Raw yesterday and he, do you would have never been able, if you didn't know, you would have not known that it was his first day he did his homework. He knew the talent. He knew the moves. He knew the storylines. I know that Brian and, and Corey Graves helped him, but he just, his voice is so much more smooth to his men yeah. for this kind of product where um, the other guy, I forgot his name.
1: That's
2: too bad. I forgot his name, but Adnam never sounded like he belonged, where this guy wow. just like fit right in. I I did enjoy it, and I gave him a compliment. I thought I thought it was great. I I can't wait to see what else he does.
1: Yeah, yeah. I thought he was good. I thought he was very very good. I, I'm very excited to see, but you know, as he continues to grow, because this is just his first show. He's only going to hopefully get better uh, after this. It depends on how he takes to Vince McMahon in his ear, but oh, yeah. I think
0: uh, he's got a promising future.
2: Yeah,
0: I would pay a lot of money just to be able to hear the feet of just Vince in the announcers. Oh. Some of the stuff that they can offer for, like,
1: remember that, okay, the Ultimate Warrior documentary had that blooper of where he had to apologize and he's arguing with Vince. (laughs) He's questioning whether he should do it in character. So he goes, I apologize on behalf of the war. No, that's not it. That's not it. (laughs) Like, that's (laughs) stuff they need to show on WWE Network. They need to have a show where they put a camera next to Vince McMahon behind the curtain and just show his reaction to various segments. I mean, people Uh, would watch that.
2: That will be a picture-in-picture.
1: Yeah, Raw's yeah.
2: <laughs> <Rob's laughs> ratings will go way
1: up. <laughs> oh, so funny. You just see him throwing his headset after a certain. Time. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that will uh, be good. Is that all for the news? That is all for the news. Cool. Slow, slow day. Yeah, yeah. League. Pretty slow. Yeah, past couple of weeks have been very busy, so you know, not too well, much so going is fine,
0: on. Man. So it's fine. So it's fine. League of Extraordinary Culture five dollars wants to know what musical artists are you listening to when you're not watching wrestling?
1: Wow. Mm. All kinds. Run the Jewels is one oh. of my favorites. Um, I like uh, Twenty One Savage. I was kind of late. I I didn't like him that much when he first came out, but he's really grown on me in the past year. This pandemic, we've gotten very close. Me and Twenty One Savage. Oh, there you go.
2: That's how I got into <laughs> with Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny is my guy right now. He just released a new song. We have another one coming out. So um, you know, he makes he he makes me happy throughout the pandemic. So that that's been my my choice.
0: Hmm. i right discovered i finally i was late on this but i finally started listening to robin right before the pandemic started so for the past oh. year i've been catching up on a lot of that more than just call your girlfriend and dancing on my own but uh that's love <laughs> for music it's just so good she's such a talented pop artist yeah, awesome. but you know i watch a lot of this old mtv stuff and this old like tbs night track so a lot of it's stuff that um a lot of it is uh, stuff that I wouldn't even say I've listened to it normally, or maybe I'm not loving it for the right reasons. Like I love it and appreciate it. Like, like you know what was one that I hadn't heard the song in 30 years. We're watching TBS Night Tracks and they had Ready for the World's Let Me Love You Down, which uh, <laughs> yeah. like like you hear that and you're just like, How do I know this song that I haven't heard yeah. it in 30 years? And you're just like, is it a good song? Or do I just have a weird nostalgia for how like quirky it is. It's a very it's a quirky song. RB ballad. It depends on your mood. It depends yeah. on sure. your mood. <laughs> then there's some stuff I swear that like I started out making fun of, but now I genuinely like am into it.
2: Yeah. Like
0: Marti- Martika's follow-up record to Toy Soldiers, like Martika's Kitchen. At first I was like, Well, this is a silly album title. And like Kitchen's a euphemism, right? And now it's like, okay, we have album covers framed all over our house. So I was telling my wife at the new place, we're getting a, a framed Martika's kitchen 12-inch. For the kitchen, we're going to have that up there as a, as a centerpiece for kitchen. But again, I think I was making fun of it at first, and I started liking it. Yeah, that's how I got into Soldier Boy. Oh <laughs> yeah, that is a good.
1: And then good you know, in there. he's still around.
0: <laughs> Soldier Boy still still
1: doing stuff. He's yeah, had Beauty a, with a, Randy
2: Orton.
1: Yeah, yeah, that too. Oh, he's it. had a on TikTok. He has a very popular TikTok song, so now he's back in the public eye. Biggest
0: comeback since Tyga. He did uh, that one with uh, Trey Songs and Gucci Mane, that LOL smiley face. Yeah, song. yeah, yeah. That's a good song. That song slaps. Does it, though? <laughs> I feel like that's <laughs> one that like, I started out where I was like, this is, this is a silly song, and I was like, no, I'm kind of into it, though.
2: Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: Oh, we were starting a culture saying, uh, Glenn might need a tap in a new artist from today. East Alford put him on. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, Bro, I'm woefully nice behind dude. on new music. Well, I think you'd like Poo Shiesty. Look up Poo Shiesty and tell me what you think. <laughs> I want a review of <laughs> a Poo Shiesty song. Me too. <laughs> What's well, a good name? That is a it is a good name. It's a fun face. name to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's really, that's a lot of it, right? Like having a good artist name is the key. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> that might be part of the problem with LA Knight is that that's not a good name. It not just, at all. It's just... Now, if his name was J. Roo the Damager, I'd be like, that's <laughs> a solid name. Because you hear a name like that and you're like, I want to hear that guy's record. I want to hear what J-Roo's about.
1: <laughs> yeah. Would you want to see J-Roo wrestle, though?
2: <sighs> That's Doesn't tough. Doesn't sound too intimidating. Wasn't for a he calling too? up,
0: like, hip-hop journalists back in the early 90s, like, that gave him a negative review and saying, like, you better watch your back? Like, oh, J-Roo's really? for real, man.
1: That's hilarious. Yeah,
0: I remember that story. I used to I used to read, like, The Source – like cover to cover. Yeah, yeah, like, the source
1: is my stuff too. Yeah. They used to have the 5 mics where they would grade oh, yeah. and then they got in that big beef with Eminem and
0: completely ruined their credibility. Well, cuz Benzino came on and it was like, yeah, mm-hmm. it was a very dark time for the source. What was the other one that was the competition <laughs> to the source? That was like it was uh vibe? No, not vibe, it was pre-vibe. There used to be two hip-hop magazines of note and I can't remember Double XL? No, it's pre. I'm talking like before, early before, '90s. Before, oh, okay. Um, Maybe it wasn't Word Up because Word Up was kind of like the bridge. I remember Word Up was like late '80s. Now, nah, now nah, this is gonna bug me. I'm gonna have to look and figure this out. Really? Uh, but yeah, the source used to be where it was at. Oh, for sure. I mean, I mean, that's that's where. I mean, I would literally just buy records and singles based off reviews, which is weird. Know. Kids today don't do that because now it's YouTube. You hear stuff in a commercial. You but like, think about this. You read about hip hop and you're like, I need to check this out
1: yeah that, that was a fun time where you you wouldn't hear it immediately you can just go you would just be
0: like oh i hear this guy's good so there'd be that build-up to you finally hearing him and if they were good it was like a good payoff and the source was good i mean that's how i discovered like amg that's how i discovered like a lot of the hip-hop i was listening oh, yeah. to late 80s early 90s um anyhow i digress it's uh tuesday it's 11 o'clock on the east coast thanks everyone for uh tuning in but uh yeah man good i'm getting music recommendations Hell yeah. Uh, Pushicey. Again, fun name to say. Yes. It's like, it's like Scritti Politti. You know, I didn't even know what their music was for years. I just knew that the name made me smile.
2: That's all it is. That's all it takes.
0: Yeah. That is all it takes.
2: That's how my relationship with Bad Bunny started. I was like, oh, Bad Bunny, that sounds cute. And now I'm obsessed, so.
1: We'll come on the (laughs) podcast Friday. Glenn will have like a Pushicey shirt. (laughs) Like a Pushicey merch.
2: (laughs) Dad and bunny ears, and our day will be made. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look at his face. <laughs> Wait, is he frozen, or is he still like that? <laughs>
1: That's the oh, best. <laughs> poor guy. He probably Googled blue shy He's like, oh, my <laughs> No, Fred, Stop. <laughs> I think, uh, uh, I don't know if Glenn's coming back. Is he messing with us, Glenn?
2: Yeah, I think Glenn is, is, we scarred him for life. You don't have to listen to Bad Bunny, Glenn. I'm sorry. Okay,
1: well, (laughs) if uh, he doesn't come back soon enough, I can end the broadcast on our, oh, oh, no. He's He's uh, gone, gone. uh, He'll be back. Glenn is off getting a head start on Pusha Icy, ladies and gentlemen, so we will see you (laughs) Friday. I'll be on the uh, show back tomorrow on Wednesday to cover NXT, uh, or to cover, no, no, it's not Wednesday because we don't have a show this week. So I'll see you guys Friday, okay? Uh, Isa plug your chat and everything that's going on with you.
2: And why say Demon Diva on Twitter and subscribe to my YouTube?
1: Excellent. All right. Good night, everybody.
2: Bye.